0: It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's podcast network. As an entrepreneur, you started your business to follow your passion and not to spend your evenings doing bookkeeping. That's why VancouverEntrepreneur.ca uses Legacy Advantage. Let me tell you, they are a great CPA level bookkeeping firm. Let Legacy take the bookkeeping task off your hands so you can have more time to pursue your dreams. You will get peace of mind knowing that the bookkeeping is done and the tax authorities are off your back. Visit legacyadvantage.ca and if you mention that you came from Vancouver Entrepreneur Podcast, they will give you a $100 credit to apply towards your first month. You simply can't beat that. Hello, this is Robert Smigel coming to you today with VancouverEntrepreneur.ca, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in British Columbia. Paul Romani is the co-founder and director of Pear Tree Elementary, a progressive kindergarten to grade 7 elementary school in the Kitsilano neighborhood of Vancouver, and the only school to teach children through theme and project-based learning rather than through separate school subjects. Originally from the UK, Paul lived in Spain and Germany before moving to Vancouver through Pear Tree. Paul is equipping Vancouver children with the practical tools and knowledge they need to be happy and successful and ultimately to be their best selves academically, socio-emotionally, and physically. He also hopes to inspire a new generation of entrepreneurs. Well, Paul, Welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners.
1: Thank you to you too, Robert. And uh, thanks for the intro.
0: Great. Okay. I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from, and give us the details on your current business.
1: Sure. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I, I do come from the UK, but I haven't lived there for 17 years now. I spent two years in Spain and two years in Germany before coming to Vancouver, Um, I worked in Vancouver for a number of years before actually started my own business, which was Pear Tree, and that was back in 2011, and that was done as an after-school learning center and an enrichment center, and that grew, and from the feedback we got from parents, uh, we decided to open up a school, which is no mean feat in this city, and that was a couple of years ago. And uh, we're really proud of the fact that we've brought theme and project-based learning to Vancouver and that we only hire master's qualified teachers, which is unique to this city. And uh, we really think that we do offer a dream education for kids here. Um, In terms of why I got into entrepreneurship, my background's in ESL um, as well as IT. And I have a pretty diverse background in management as well. And uh, when I came to Vancouver, I was also working in ESL, but uh, the ESL, ESL industry here is pretty colossal, and it's very hierarchical as well. So most of the the top managers make all the decisions that affect the school, and uh, the consequence of that, because they don't listen to the teachers, is generally poor quality. So I got frustrated with that, and unlike my peers, I'm one of those people that thinks about solving problems rather than just complaining about them. And at the same time, this is going on. I was it, There was a, a big problem in, in Vancouver with the education of, in schools, in public schools, uh, a lot of cutbacks. And uh, it, it was really frustrating for me to see that and to see how kids were affected by that. Uh, and I'd seen the same thing in other countries as well. Um, both me and my girlfriend decided to open up a own business as, as a result of that.
0: Now, did you need financing to start your company and how are you currently making money in your business now?
1: Yeah, so it goes without saying that Vancouver is an extremely expensive city, uh, especially given its size. Um, So, yes, we did need funding. We'd actually saved up $60,000 of our own money, uh, which for us was a lot of money back then and still is, actually. um, But that was uh, nowhere near enough. So we approached the banks who weren't really too forthcoming with us. So um, they did give us some loans, but they weren't quite enough. Uh, We had a government loan as well as a small bank loan. Uh, but because of the uh, city hall bureaucracy, it took far longer to open our business, and it cost us a huge amount of money. So then that later on, uh, later on down the road led to some cash flow problems. So then we needed more loans, and even my girlfriend's father uh, lent us some money, bless him. <laughs> um, but now uh, our business has been around for uh, quite a while now, and we're doing very well. Uh, our school brings in a lot of money for us, as well as our main business, Pear Tree.
0: So there was a lot of, bear, uh, lot of bootstrapping there.
1: A lot of red tape in the city. I mean, it's, yeah. it's different depending on what industry you're in. Uh, but to, Education, you know, you I would, can imagine. Yeah, you would think it would be something that the city would welcome, but it, there's a lot of red tape to try to do anything involving education here.
0: Okay, what is the long-term vision, and what will your company look like in the future? Do you see the company expanding into other areas, and where, beyond Vancouver, BC, or even Canada?
1: yeah so I would definitely say, even though you know we've been around for seven years, but we're really just getting started um we We plan to open up at least one or two more schools in the city, and for that reason alone, we would be unique in doing that. I mean the mentality here is to have one colossally massive school, uh, but we believe that if you open up smaller schools across the city that are more accessible to you know different people. Uh, you can maintain the quality of that school because it's smaller and uh, it's better managed. Um, so even though we're in Kitsilano at the moment because of where we live and it's a great place to live, uh, we know that there's a demand for what we do in East Vancouver. There's very little choice of good schools in that area. So um, we do want to move out that way in terms of our business at some point. As for international, um, I think we have to, you need to be very careful with education and just kind of moving that to another country, because education should be representative of local culture. So for us to just copy and paste our education approach in another country would be very disrespectful and actually very ineffective for the kids there. Um, and you see those global education programs, uh, programs which I'm not going to name, but you could probably think of some that are from other countries that are here in Vancouver. And I just... For me, that's, I have a big issue with that. I really do think that you need to embrace the local culture rather than just impose your values upon them.
0: Right, okay. Now, we've learned a little bit about you, and we've learned a bit about Pear Tree. We're going to talk a little bit about doing business in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are the biggest benefits for you and being an entrepreneur here in Vancouver, BC? I want you to give us some of the good points about starting a company here, but I also want you to give us some of the tough things or challenges for our listeners so they can keep an eye out for them.
1: Sure, yeah. So it goes without saying really that Vancouver is a very beautiful city with the mountains and the ocean. Um, I really love living here and that really motivates me to want to have a business here and to succeed here um, just because I, I, don't, I don't want to have to live in a city that I don't enjoy living in just because of a business. Um, I would say that people here have very positive attitudes, especially compared to Europeans who tend to be uh, much more kind of uh, negative or uh, kind of not appreciating other people's success and looking down upon that. Um, whereas here you tend to get praised um, for your success. Uh, I would also say that Vancouver's a uh, young and small city still. So there's a lot of potential here to bring in ideas that aren't here at the moment that you see in Bigger, more cosmopolitan cities like uh, London and New York and Paris. Um, and so, for that reason alone, I could probably think of an, another 10 business ideas that I, you know, do here. But education happens to be the thing I'm most passionate about. In terms of uh, maybe more negative things, uh, I, I would say that the rent prices here are really prohibitive to new businesses, and you see people cutting corners in terms of how they start their business. And it's really a recipe for uh, for failure, I think. But the rent prices really do limit the businesses that start here. Um, And also that's compounded really by the lack of commercial zoning that you have in the city. So if you take New York, for example, pretty much any street in Manhattan has businesses on it. Whereas in Vancouver, you've got a very limited number of streets where where businesses are allowed to, um, to operate. And so that then increases the rent prices even more because there's a very low supply of the kind of facilities that a company like us needs. And, uh, and of course, the new buildings that are being constructed have retail on the bottom. And nothing but residential above and all those second floor office spaces that you used to see uh, are dwindling away. Uh, and so there's really a big question mark of where does a business like ours or anyone else go other than high rise office blocks, which don't necessarily appeal to everyone. And then the retail retail spaces are only really affordable for those kind of chain stores and franchises. Uh, and you just end up with the same old, same old everywhere. So there needs to be a, a little bit of a change in zoning, I think, in this city in order to uh, to generate more entrepreneurs. And the final thing I'd say is City Hall. Um, <laughs> the, the, they have to be, oh uh, well, yeah, they have to be the worst of all. They're just so inefficient and ineffective and they put up so much red tape. Uh, they do not care about your business or how much it costs you because of how long things take. Uh, it's just it's just appalling. It doesn't matter how experienced you are, um, you just go in there and every person you talk to has a completely different answer. and. Maybe this is a negative thing to people's positive attitudes here, but no one seems to complain about it. But everyone's very aware of the fact that City Hall does a, a kind of lousy job, really, when it comes to businesses trying to get things done, which makes so much sense to you. And because it's your money, you you work very, very efficiently, but they don't. And it's just so frustrating, especially to entrepreneurs, to see people like that, uh, because that's the complete antithesis of what you are, so, yeah. <laughs>
0: Great. Okay. Now, you live in Kitsilino and work in Kitsilino, which is a a beautiful, one of my most favorite places in the city. So uh, this next question speaks to that. We do some of our best work outside the office. Is there a place in the lower mainland close to where you live or work where you like to go recharge or get inspired or just think about your business? And does it change with the season considering all the rain we get here?
1: Yeah, uh, I love going to Pacific Spirit Park, um, which is very easy for me to get to from Kits. I don't know why, but whenever I'm there, um, my mind is very clear. Uh, all the things that I want to do seem very kind of easy to achieve. It's, uh, it's when you get out of the, the, the forest that suddenly things become more problematic. But uh, I also love to get to Van Dusen as well. Uh, I've got a membership there. And it's just such an easy place to kind of find a quiet spot, uh, despite how popular it is. It's so big that there's always a quiet area just to relax. Um, in terms of the rain... I come from the uk so the rain here is even though it's all year round pretty much it's still nothing compared to the uk in terms of how miserable it can make you feel uh because the the rain in england is heightened by the wind that we have there which is gale force um we, it's also colder there as well than it is here. it's, it's pretty mild here even in the winters um so Yeah, I don't particularly like the rain. I prefer the summers. The summers here are spectacular um, just because it's pretty much rain-free for two months straight. Um, But, yeah, I'm not really that bothered by the rain here compared to the UK.
0: Okay. Now, we have a lot of international listeners, so this next question, I want you to speak to them. Mm. If you were going to start all over again and you just moved here to Vancouver, BC, but this time you don't know anyone, knowing what you know now, what would you do and how would you go about starting all over again as an entrepreneur?
1: Well, I mentioned before that now I can see a lot of potential in this city for for a wide variety of different business ideas. But the reality is that I came across those ideas, one, through my global traveling, but also having lived in Vancouver for a while. So I think it's very tough to just turn up into a city and say, I'm going to open up such and such business. You really do need to take the time to actually live here for a while to understand the market you're going into. Uh, I think it would be pretty arrogant and reckless as well just uh going to a city blindly and start a business without doing your research for, uh, first to see if there's even a demand for what you want to do so uh, yeah if it was to start over again i would still spend my time here um living here for a while getting to know the local culture and the people and people's attitudes and thinking where is there a niche for me in this city
0: finding your specialty and then kind of going in uh, yeah. with that and and then trying to network in those arenas
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. I mean, that speaks uh, to the idea of collaboration here. I think that me coming from the UK, uh, you need to know people here. Uh, you need to work with the local people. You can't just isolate yourself from other people here. And, um, you know, I surround myself by successful people. And I feel, I feel like that's more the recipe for success than anything.
0: Okay, what does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning do you have a specific routine or a ritual that helps you get motivated to start your day
1: yeah I don't fit that conventional model of the entrepreneur that wakes up at five thirty in the morning and runs a marathon uh, I'm just not a morning person whatsoever or, or
0: med- meditates for an hour anything like that
1: <laughs> no no I'm, I'm terrible in the mornings I'm, I'm quite grumpy if I don't have time to relax and to wake up uh, I definitely need a coffee and I need time to kind of uh, catch up on what's going on in the world i love looking at the news and um, checking some emails to see where the day is going to be taking me uh, i like having a little bit of inspiration for the day like a focal point uh, if there's nothing on my calendar that's, that's planned then i like to have something in my mind that i'm planning to do uh, because i'm one of those people that hates mundane routines uh, i get bored very very easily so i need something to be passionate about when i'm going to go into the office
0: do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way or are wired differently?
1: I think all entrepreneurs are different. I know that there's still those kind of character traits out there. And I fit a lot of those, you know, being passionate and taking risks and um, being creative and uh, good problem solver and that kind of thing. And I, I consider myself to be a bit of a polymath, which in general in society is look down upon that you're a jack of all trades. But That's how I've survived, is by being good at so many different things. However, you can find lots of people and lots of industries that fit all of those traits. So what is it that makes an entrepreneur different? And there's only two things I can really think of, and one is control. Yeah, you can be in a position in a business, a corporation, where you have a certain amount of control, but unless it's your business, you never really have that final say, and that's always been a kind of issue with me is that There's always been someone above me who I've considered to be less talented than I am, uh, who's made decisions that I thought were wrong. And at the end of the day, it's their business. They can, it's their money and their risk. And I'm not in a position to criticize that too much. So you need to have your own business in order to have that final say and take the risks that they're taking. Um, So that control and that need for that final decision, if you ever want it, I think is imperative for entrepreneurs. And also there's an ego aspect as well is that i'm one of those people that have done great things for other people but never really had the recognition um you know take steve jobs for example he's he took all the the praise for apple's success but of course There are people behind the scenes that really made his vision become true. And I guess Johnny Ives got some recognition, but um, the, the vast majority of people in Apple never got that recognition. And I feel like I was one of those people. So being an entrepreneur means that you really do get that recognition that you feel like you deserve because you're there in the limelight and you can take credit for your own actions.
0: What books are you reading now and why, or even audiobooks, and can you recommend any books for our listeners who are also aspiring entrepreneurs?
1: Yeah, this is a really great question. I, I, I love the fact you're bringing up the topic of reading. Um, I think that self-help books, um, you see them in the bookstores. They're ev- they're everywhere in the bookstores, and I think there's a good reason for that. Um, I, f- I feel like they're really, really important in terms of the knowledge that they contain, and I've always wondered why the knowledge that i've got from self-help books is not taught within schools um so i spent uh, a lot of time studying books profusely and making notes about like a huge variety of different topics like persuasion and self-marketing and presentations and writing resumes and and just a whole heap of different things that i was trying to figure out were kind of obstacles for why i wasn't reaching the success that i wanted to reach and these books gave me a lot of those answers and one thing in particular stood out to me is that uh you need to be a very likable person and it doesn't matter how smart you are if people don't like you they will put up roadblocks to stop you and so i noticed that people around me who were less talented were getting those opportunities and it's really just because they were nicer people than I was so I learned some really big life lessons from just reading self-help books um, I mean yeah I could name some books but really you need to choose books I think that are uh, specific to things that you lack uh, rather than books that I've specifically read So, but I do you know within our school we actually teach these things now because Kids do need to know it. Otherwise, if you teach them that it's all about getting good grades, you're setting them up for failure because in the real world, it's not what you know, but it's what you can do and who you know.
0: Any online or offline tools that you use on a daily basis? Uh,
1: yeah, I'm really passionate about productivity tools, uh, specifically by Google. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, people criticize Google uh, for things like privacy, but um they they give these tools away for free, and you can't expect something for nothing in this world. Uh, I just rely so much on like Gmail and Google Calendar, and anything from Google is just amazing in my opinion.
0: Okay, now you're from the UK, so imagine when you came here, you realized that this is a very outdoors lifestyle. City. there's lots to do here. We've got the mountains, the ocean, rivers, lakes, you name it. It's here. How do you balance work and how you relax and not even think about work? And what are your favorite activities to do here in BC? Do you ski? Do you bike, kayak, golf, hike, or simply go for a drive?
1: Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. This is a, an amazing city for outdoor, outdoor life. Uh, unfortunately for me, when I first started my business here, I really had no time to enjoy any of that. I uh, There was no such thing as balance. Uh, it was just about working 16-hour days, seven days a week for years on end, trying to make this business work. Um, I, I don't think that the, uh, the parents that come to our school or our business or even our own employees have any idea of the sacrifices that we made to get our business going. You know, even putting our family on hold in order to put other families first uh, before we have our own family. Uh, Now things are different, of course, and uh, we have more balance in our lives. So I love doing things like uh, sea kayaking. I love the ocean in general. Um, I also go to places like Galeano and stay at like a cabin there. I love the nature here. It's it's fantastic. And in some ways, it does remind me a little bit of the UK in some respects, but we just don't have the mountains there. Um, but, yeah, it's it's such a beautiful place to just travel in forests and go to places like Man in Park and that sort of thing. So, yeah.
0: If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession?
1: I would be a chef. Um, it only came to me later in... My life, but I realized now that I would probably make a, a good chef. Um, mostly because a lot of the attributes of being an entrepreneur uh, are very similar to those of being a chef. I feel like they they walk a, the fine line between being uh, an employee and their own boss. Uh, if they don't get the recognition they want from their manager, they open their own restaurant. Um, but they are people who innovate, who strive to be the best. They're hardworking. They're creative. Um, yeah, so I would probably be a chef.
0: What kind of a job would you not like to do? Couldn't do it.
1: (laughs) Anything at city hall, (laughs) (laughs) any kind of civil servant role where I'm just one of those people that are kind of promoting the red tape and making other people's lives misery. You know, I I just couldn't do that. I I, want to be someone that helps people, not hinders them. Uh, yes, yeah, so anything at City Hill.
0: <laughs> In business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use?
1: Uh, innovation.
0: What's your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear?
1: Mm, franchise. I hate that word. It makes my skin crawl. <laughs> you know, the idea of a franchise for me is just like, that's not entrepreneurship. It's, it's, it reminds me of those like little fish that cling to, shale, uh, to sharks and whales and feed off of their success. It's like, that's that for me is not entrepreneurship. Uh, I feel like, you know, if you're going to start a business, do your own thing. Be original. Don't, you know, don't rely on someone else's brand name that they earned. Uh, And call that your line. It's yeah, so I'm all about entrepreneurship. So, franchise would be my word.
0: If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would it be and why?
1: Mm, Passionate, but in a kind of Gordon Ramsay way, um, and uh, innovative.
0: What keeps you up at night, if anything?
1: Uh, money. Yeah, I, I sleep pretty well now, but uh, yeah, ever since I left home at 18, money's always been something that's uh kind of preoccupied my mind so yeah
0: okay i want you to give us the top three things on your inspired life list this could be a bucket list of any sort whether you want to travel tedx talks write books philanthropy anything like that
1: uh well firstly i'd love to have a daughter i I don't have a family yet and uh i'm not getting any younger so i'd love to have a a daughter um i want to revolutionize education in vancouver and elsewhere if i can Uh, And I'd love to have a a yacht um, and get a sailing license. I mean, I love sea kayaking, but I've always wanted my own boat and to, to go sailing. So that's something that's definitely very achievable in this city.
0: Okay. Do you have any advice that you may have received that you can pass on to entrepreneurs throughout BC?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I've had mentors in my life, and I've taken their advice with a pinch of salt. Sometimes, I would say the best advice I had is from the self-help books I've read. So, uh, really knowing that people are more important than than knowledge. You can be the smartest person ever, but if you don't know anyone, you're not going to achieve anything because it's people that make opportunities. That, you know, happen. They they open doors for you. Um, they find jobs for you. They create opportunities, even if they don't even have a job for you. But I I know people that have created jobs for me, even though they didn't have a position. They just wanted to hire me. Um, so I think people are really really important. And that and that also extends to collaboration. Don't try to start a business alone. Uh, you. Of course you can, but you're just setting yourself up for much harder work. It's much easier to work with other people uh, to, who have different skills that you don't have, and um, you know everyone's bringing uh, different kind of skills to the table, but also sharing that burden. That it's not just you that everyone takes on that responsibility for making the business successful. And the last point I would say is money. Uh, whatever figure you have in your head for what you think is going to cost to start of the business, uh, triple that figure. Because that's what it will cost after City Hall have their way. So <laughs> yeah, definitely money, money.
0: <laughs> okay, Paul, as you know, entrepreneurs are very, very busy people. Like you said mm. earlier, you're working 16 hour days, seven days a week. It goes on and on and you're always connected and uh, whether it's be staff or um, customers, you name it, you're always on the go. We're going to take you away from all that. You ready to have some fun?
1: Oh, yes. Let's go for it.
0: (laughs) Okay, there's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth there, and there is no internet. This place does exist. We're going to drop you off there. You won't have a computer or a smartphone or a tablet. You can use the phone booth located there any time to call the boat. We'll come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call, and what would you do while you were there?
1: Well, I've always wanted to go to Fiji, I will say that. But uh, in terms of being alone and isolated, uh, I would say that, apart from catching up on reading, which I haven't had a chance to do for years because I just haven't had the time to finish a book, I would probably last no longer than two days there. Um, well, there
0: I, there's a phone booth there.
1: Yeah, so I would I would, well, I, I would phone the boat within two days and just want to get back to to. Petry, because you know i've spent my time on my own doing that kind of introspection and self-improvement and really reflecting upon myself and how i can make myself a better person i've been there and done that i'm really at a point in my life now where i just want to get things done and uh yeah apart from a, a holiday which i always appreciate i don't feel the need to be on a desert island or anything like that so
0: okay Okay, Paul, we're going to wrap things up. How can our listeners get hold of you? And is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say that if you're an entrepreneur with a family, you really should check out Petrie Elementary because as an entrepreneur myself, I know that traditional education really doesn't reflect the the needs and the skills of of an entrepreneur. We teach those kind of soft skills that are missing from schools. Um, We teach things like collaboration and through project based learning, you really are learning how to apply education to real life. Uh, So that does empower kids and that's something that's unique to us and so I think that any entrepreneur with a family would love what we have to offer. Uh, If you're looking for me, you just simply need to Google Pear Tree Vancouver and you will find me very, very easily. I also have a a YouTube channel for education, which is fairly popular by education standards. Um, So you can check me out on there as well.
0: Great. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I've learned a lot about you and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thank you to you, Robert. Great. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Hey there, thanks for taking the time to listen to the VancouverEntrepreneur.ca podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes, and then connect with us on Twitter at Podcast and like us on Facebook, and you'll get all the latest news, including the BC Weekly Business Report, where you can find out more about what's going on in this fabulous province of ours. See you next time.